0: Good morning, everyone uh, It was really kind of interesting the um, I guess since the spirit of uh, of everyone in the early part of the conversation it just seemed like everybody was really um, at ease with each other and I hope we can remain this way through this message uh, a couple of thank yous first of all um I know that a lot of you don't uh, weren't realized that uh, Actually, uh, you gave each of uh, the leaders of the church a gift at Christmas time. Um, if you remember, we uh, gave Mary the uh, home security or helpful security system. And I had to smile when I opened my gift because I was thinking, wow, I got a security system too. I don't know what you other guys got, but this is what I got. And it's a. <laughs> It's a kitchen knife, uh, which we really needed is a really nice knife. And so thank you all so much. Um, I know that it probably came mostly through Mary, but uh, I know it comes with your you all's heart as well. So uh, we do appreciate um, being recognized. Uh, it's, it's just very much an encouragement, I think for all of us. Um, so I think I speak for all of us in that respect. The other thing too, I wanna thank you for is just the, really ongoing and over-the-top support during our walk with uh, uh, Ramona's sickness. Um, I don't think sometimes we realize until we we get on the receiving end of of that, how much it means to people, and so again, a heart, heartfelt thanks from Tia and myself for um, just you all standing with us, the notes we got, the prayers we felt, uh, the strength to walk through that, and, and really the the wisdom to say the right thing at the right time. I, I, I was thinking when we were singing the song about you never stop, you never stop working. Uh, this uh, picture came to me of the week before Ramona passed away. Um, she got a phone call, but she was not very good at talking. She couldn't talk and express herself. So she didn't want to take the call. She said, she told Tia, no, I'm not, I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear what they've got to say. And the, the next day, she said, you know, the Lord just reminded me of how prideful I am. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you're, you're almost in his presence, and he's still working. He never does stop. It's, it's all the time. And if it's not with you, it's, uh, he's using you to work in somebody else. And so let's be encouraged, like Bill was praying, that uh, you, know, you might not see him working. but He's working. He's working in you. And he doesn't waste a moment, and he doesn't waste a circumstance. And sometimes it's really hard to uh, remember that when you're in the midst of it or under it. So, just want to encourage you. Uh, one of the scriptures this past year that really has been helpful for me um, is Psalm uh, thirty-seven twenty-three. Uh, it says this: "The Lord directs the steps of the godly." He delights in every detail of their lives. It's a New Living Translation, but what a what an encouragement that particular scripture has been for me. Um, and so, I just want to encourage you with that. He, 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 not only delights in every step of our lives. I think he does that for us as a as a body, as part of the body of Christ. And uh, with that in mind. Um, I have taken the time this this week to listen to the last five messages that have been spoken at, at Gateway, um, because I I think you know a lot of times it's easy just to hear it and then move on to what's going on in your life and and yet I think even the fact that we don't as a leadership get together and plan or project you know the theme. I believe God really, he's so gracious and so generous that he directs it even even when we don't realize he is. And so I'm going to review the last five messages that we have heard um, briefly uh, as a backdrop to what I want to share today. So I I trust the message won't get too long, but at the same time, I think it's important just to kind of go through these. And I'm starting with Greg's message. This was the last message for Gateway Christian Fellowship at the end of 2020. The, the last message we heard uh, of, of a a challenging year, I think, for all of us. Um, and so I'm going to kind of just go through the the highlights of what I got out of those messages. But you speakers, Um, When I get to your message, if I haven't gotten the salient point that you were trying to uh, get across, uh, unmute and and enter that because I think it's important. Um, So uh, I will pause after each one for your opportunity to jump in and say, by the way, Preston, this is really the point I was trying to make. So here's what I heard. The first message, uh, which was entitled, The Mercy of God in Choosing His Dwelling Place. Sin is a failure to trust God. Often we in our own strength war against evil. And at the same time, we hide from the one who can can prevail over that same evil. And then one of the, the, the things that Greg said that really stood out to me is the battle is real the outcome is decided, and then he asked this question, "Where are we or where are you living now? Are you living in anticipation or fear And one of the last words uh that he he spoke to us, the words of Jesus was, "Do not let your hearts be troubled um, and then I have to repeat this song that uh he he um said that was one that really touched him and really propelled the message that we heard that Sunday. I stand before the throne dressed in beauty, not my own. When I see thee as thou art, love thee with unsinning heart, then, Lord, shall I fully know not till then how much I owe. And if I could add my thought to that, there's another song we sing that parallels that, that says, I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. And I think it does us all really uh, well to remember and reflect on this, to take a time and think deeply about what price was paid. Not that we try to repay it, which would be an insult to God, If that we had any motive that was like that, but that we can remain in this place of deep reverence and thankfulness, you know, over and over in the Bible, it seems that one thing gets repeated, offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I think as much as obedience, blessing God with a sacrifice of thanksgiving is one of those things that delights him. And so, Greg, I'm going to leave it at that. Anything you'd like to add? Okay, all right. Um, The heart of Jesus, severe and kind. Um, This message from Bill um, to me has a companion message that he gave earlier in the year on the gentleness of Jesus. Um, You really need to go back and listen to both those messages um, because they really do give a real full picture of who he is. Um, Bill made this one point read the Bible. And another point he made was, read the Bible. And he made a third point as well. We need to read the Bible this year. Um, uh, So I think we need to take that to heart. He also told us that we need to both fear and fear not the Lord. That, there's a, that we need to hold this together. And one of the scriptures that he used was Romans eleven twenty two. See then the kindness and severity of God to those who fail severity, but to you, that's you and me, God's kindness. If you continue in his kindness, for otherwise you too will be cut off. Learn to hold together the kindness and severity of God. And then he gave us this principle to to receive more kindness, continue in kindness. Uh, it's kind of like um, Moses when he asked for God's. He said that God gave him favor, and so he asked for more favor that he could walk in more favor with God. Um, another scripture he spoke was Matthew eleven twenty seven, and I'm going to read this in the J. B. Phillips translation. It goes like this. Then he, Jesus, said, everything has been put in my hands by my Father, and nobody knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the man to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Has he shown you this kind of kindness? I think we need to remember that. Bill? Bill? Would you like to add anything to that? You're muted. Nothing? Okay. All
1: right. I'm going to follow Greg's lead.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Randy spoke out of the book uh, of Ephesians. Um, he used these three words sit, walk, and stand. Um, he talked to us out of Ephesians, said, that we were dead in our transgressions, but by grace, ah, his kindness, he made us alive together with Christ. He raised us up with him and we're now seated with Christ. Um, We heard the necessity of learning to sit first, learning to rest in the position that has been made possible through Christ. which means that we fully trust in the finished work that he's done, that he's given us this pay, place of rest. And, and it's while we're sitting that we learn to walk. Um, and that, that walking describes how we're to live and conduct ourselves in this world. Didn't spend a lot of time on, on, on how to walk, but I just really encourage you. I've gone back and read the, those chapters. It's, I think it's chapters three and four particularly. It's extremely uh, practical, applicable ways that we are to walk in the world, and it gives contrast to when you're not walking in that way, and so I would encourage you, if you didn't take time to go back and and to read those, it's just really, this is what you do if you want to walk, if you want to walk in the Lord and how the Lord would have us to walk, and lastly, in the standing was just how we're to be equipped to stand and fight the enemy, to really uh, walk in effective service, to to, uh, maintain and hold the ground that we gain in our own life, uh, as well as any that we as a church can gain for our communities. Um, Randy, uh, anything you'd like to add? I just see you and Lisa and nothing happening, but I'm gonna assume. (laughs) that
2: you will unmute. Oh, there you go. I'm here. Um, I would just add that the thing that I've drawn a lot from since giving the message is uh, chapter one, verses seven and eight. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. And just contemplating that that God lavishes his grace on us in all three phases of uh, being seated and walking and standing. Uh, that's so humbling.
0: Amen. Uh, that is abundant kindness, uh, to say the least. So, um, After that, Camille shared the three groanings, and she tried to give us a big picture of hope, uh, encouraged us to keep our head above our circumstances, uh, helped us realize that not only were we groaning, particularly this past year in 2020, but creation has been groaning since the fall, and the Spirit, Holy Spirit, groans uh, uh, alongside of us that when we don't know what to pray, it really uh, doesn't matter in a sense because He does our praying for us, and He uh, makes a prayer out of our sighs and our aching. Um, She encouraged us not to focus on our circumstances, not that we just disregard them, act like they're not there, but that if you stay focused completely on that at the expense of the bigger picture, um, we will lose hope. And so um she just really encouraged us to learn how to stand in the promises that God has given. That God really said, bring me your sorrows, your griefs, your loss of hope. Um talked about the fact that 2020 and the COVID area was a a time to be shaken. It's in that shaking that God's shouting to the ones that he loves uh, of the things that we need to let go and need to let fall away, the things that we're not trusting in. Um, And so, and she ended this way. She said, we're not alone. We're in this together. We are the people of God in covenant with God. And we need to learn to stand firm in his promises. Um, and then Roger gave this message out of Exodus 24. Um, the story of Moses with his leaders called to come up and worship God. Um, I so appreciated how he did deal with that. Uh, I think it was verse 10. Um, and I was able to, to share that with somebody else this, this, uh, week with one of my brothers, but, uh, it, it was a uh, it was a picture that whole uh, circumstance and encounter with God was a a shadow of what was to come, as Roger said. It was a picture of our salvation. Uh, there was an invitation or a call to come up. There was the blood of cleansing that Moses did for himself and his people. It was believing and then seeing, even though we still now see through a glass dimly, seeing not only the promises of God, and maybe not the full outline of him, but we see the evidence of who he is. It was, it is the coming and growing into fellowship with God, to be able to sit down and eat and drink in his presence. Um, I like the way you ended that message, Roger, and the fact that it is his drawing us further up and further in, and I think if we can keep that in our minds, then there is no reason not to lose hope, Uh, even when we can't see him working, that's what he's about, drawing us and wooing us further up and further into his glory and the the sharing that with him. Um, So that's kind of what we've heard over the last five weeks. Um, We've been shown the kindness of God. We've been reminded of it. We've been reminded of our position. that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We've been encouraged to walk and believe in the grace that we've been drawn further up and further in to God's glory. We share a common kindness, a common hope, a common salvation, a common resting and dwelling place, a place that by the mercy of God, he will dwell in the end in our midst. You know, Greg stated that the battle was real and the outcome is decided. And, you know, even even as Christ has, has won the victory, he sits at the right hand of God. And God the Father says, just sit there while I make your enemies your footstool. You know, I, as I reflected on that, um, I was drawn back to the Old Testament because um, Oftentimes, the, the Israel went out to war, and then when the story is recounted, it says God gave the victory, but God used those men and women in that nation to effect that victory, and he is the one that actually brings the grace, the strength, and the faith to, to walk it out, and so I think, you know, you and I are in here for such a time as this, we're to walk and to stand while resting in this position that Christ has given us. Um, and as I have thought about this, part of the scripture that was in the passage that Camille gave us was out of Romans. It said, if God is for us, who can stand against us? Who can accuse us or condemn, condemn us of anything that will separate us from the love of God? So with that background, I want to 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 give what I feel like is today's word for for the Lord. And so I just want to humbly look at the the book before the the last day's book, the Book of Revelation. There is a letter that was written to the church, um, and for for whatever wisdom that the order of the Bible is placed in, the Book of Jude, the letter to the, the believers at that time. Is placed right before this book about the, the revelation of the last days of God's story. And so we're going to, we're going to kind of walk through this book. It's, it's only one chapter. Uh, I'm going to give some commentary, uh, about the book, but, but it pretty much speaks for itself. And so today is really one of those days of introducing us and reminding us of this letter that was written in days past but you know that the word of God is living and active and so there's something there for us today as well and so let's I, I encourage you to get your bible and you read along so you're hearing it maybe a little bit different translation mine is new american standard um but you're also seeing it and so um we're going to just kind of walk through this i do have a little bit of commentary here and there on things that I think are important for us to consider. But, um, and then I'll, I'll um, kind of leave it open for discussion here at the end. But beginning, it starts out this way. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. To those who are called, um, brothers and sisters, that's us. Even though it was written, like I said earlier, It is a living and active word. And it's not necessarily bound by time. It's been spoken from outside of time in eternity. Um, And so, to those who are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. You know, in other letters from the, uh, in the epistles of, it it talks about mercy, peace, and love, but not often multiplied. So let's take that to heart, that in these days that we live, those things, God's desire is they be multiplied. Verse three, beloved, while I was making every effort, effort to write to you about our common salvation, and remember, I feel like this is what God's been speaking to us about for the last five weeks, our common salvation, that kindness, that place that we will dwell, the the common hope that we have. This is what Jude wanted to write about. But then he continues, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith that was once for all time handed down to the saints. And this is my point. This is really the point for today's, um, thing for us to consider. Contend earnestly for the faith. We're in this together. Um, we share many things from God and in God together. And the charge is to contend earnestly for the faith. Continuing, I fully intended, dear friends, to write to you about our common salvation. This is, this is, uh, a different translation, J. B. Phillips again, just saying the same thing. I fully intend, dear friends, to write to you about our common salvation, but I feel compelled to make my letter to you an earnest appeal to put up a real fight for the faith, which has once been, which has been once and for all committed to those who belong to Christ. I well, want stop for a minute right here and just consider this word contend. Um, it, it has a lot of definitions. All of them are pretty relevant to, I think, what the Lord is kind of saying. To compete in order to win something. To say that something is true or is a fact. How the world needs to hear that now. How we need to be bold enough to stand up and say that. It's a struggle, contend means to struggle in opposition. Any of y'all feel opposition? Is there any cultural opposition to what we're facing? Uh, Has that seemed to be uh, accelerated um, in the last month or so? Um, It's to strive, it's to describe in the in debate, to dispute earnestly to assert and maintain, to be engaged in a fight. If you look at the word, the entomology of the word, it means con means with the the ten it means with striving or with stretching. And so I kinda see these these upcoming years or times a, a, a stretching time, a time when we are going to need to contend and we're going to have to um make a choice about whether um we're going to be a light on a hill or under, under a bushel. Um, in first Timothy, uh, four, seven, starting in the second half of seven, um, Paul is telling Timothy this, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Bodily training is just slightly beneficial, but godliness is beneficial for all things. Since it holds the promise for the present life, that was where we're living now, and also for the life to come. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance, for it is for this that we labor and strive contend. Because we have set our hope on the living God, who is the savior of all mankind, especially of believers. So this is our purpose. To, to to exercise and become more and more godly uh, in the face of what we face. Uh, continuing in verse four with Jude. For there are men who have surreptitiously, which means basically secretly or sneakily, who have secretly entered the church, but who have for a long time been leading, heading straight for condemnation, I shall plainly give them. They have a no, they have no real reverence for God, and they abuse His grace as an opportunity for immorality. They will not recognize the only Master, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now it's interesting. The I use an older version, the 1995 version of the New American Standard, and opportunity for immorality is translated licentiousness which is a lot stronger word than just opportunity for immorality. Um, this particular word means a state or a quality lacking in legal or moral restraints, especially disregarding sexual restraints. It's, not, it's, it's also marked by disregard for strict rules of correctness or right behavior. You know maybe you don't see that in the church proper, but it's definitely in our culture and it seems like at least in my lifetime that the culture has more affected the church than the church has been able to influence the culture. Uh, it's kind of part of the reason we where we're at, I think, but this is something that we as a church are going to have to learn to face. We're going to have to learn to be conversant against um that particular type of behavior. Uh We're going to have to be able to speak the, the truth um at the right time with love. Um, and so contending for the faith is one of the things we're going to end up having to do is address this whole licentiousness that seems to be Uh, becoming more and more in the light in our culture. Um, Jude goes on in verse 5 and says this, I want to remind you though you know everything once for all that the Lord after saving a people out of the land of Egypt subsequently destroyed those who did not believe And angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper dwelling place. These he has kept (coughs) in eternal restraints under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they, in the same way as these angels, indulged in sexual perversion and went after strange flesh, are exhorted, are exhibited as an example in the undergoing punishment of the eternal fire. Uh, it's very easy to see in verse five and note the kindness and the severity of God. Kindness and saving a people out of Egypt, followed by three examples of severity. Those that didn't believe, even after all the signs and plagues, angels who rebelled, and towns which desired strange flesh. You know, um, He can, you know, he continues on. Yet in the same way, these people also, now Jude is talking about the people of his day. Uh, you can make your own opinion about whether you think this applies for today, but, um, that's part of the purpose of bringing this message today. Yet in the same way, these people also dreaming defile the flesh reject authority, and speak abusively of angelic majesties. But Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare to pronounce against him an abusive judgment, but said, the Lord rebuked you. But these people disparage all the things that they do not understand. And all the things that they know by instinct, like unreasoning animals, animals by these things they are destroyed. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and for pay they have been given themselves They have given themselves up to the error of Balaam, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are the ones who are hidden wreaths in your love feast. When they feast with you without fear, like shepherds caring only for themselves, clouds without water carried along by winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea churning up their own shameful deeds like. Wandering stars for whom the gloom of darkness has been reserved forever. Note here the progression, the rushing, perishing, to go the way of Cain. What did what did God say to Cain? He said, "Sin crouching at the door and desires you, but you must master it." Cain didn't. His anger and his countenance, which is his disposition, moved him into sin. Many in our world are angry and they are angry and sinning. Not the kind of anger the Lord has said was okay. They tend to be angry concerning righteousness, the right way of living according to God. They desire to throw off all godly restraints. What does that lead when you're in that kind of position, when your countenance is angry? Sin is crouching at the door. You will Rush into the era of Balaam. And what was that? You can't serve two masters. Balaam was trying to be the prophet of God, he are the prophet who continually blessed Israel, but wanted to bless them for a prophet. Money. Matthew six twenty-two says this. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. You know, there's been times in my life, I'll just be honest here, early in my life, I thought you could serve both. I kind of tried to serve both, but there'll come a time when you've got to make a choice. You'll either be devoted to one, continuing with the scripture. you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. You know, A lot of times we just stop right there, but it's interesting. I just want to go on and read the very next verse because it pushes the point of trust. Where's your trust? You cannot serve God and well. For this reason I say to you, don't be worried about your life as to what you will eat, what you will drink, nor for your body to what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body is more than Clothing. Um,
3: who are we trusting, who are we gonna trust?
0: That rebellion, if it continues, will eventually bring the next thing. The rebellion of Kor- Korah resulted in the ground opening up and swallowing them. If you wanna go the way of Cain, You're going to then go the way of Balaam and you're going to perish. Open and arrogant rejection of authority. You cannot as a person and you cannot as a nation continue in rebellion. It will lead to rejecting God's authority. The way he says one should should live the way he says what we should value. And so without a place of repentance, there's only one destiny or direction. And in the end, it is to perish. You know, hopefully there is discipline first. That is what God really wants to do is the discipline. But if you don't respond to discipline, an unbeliever then becomes judgment in the end. You know, he Jude went on and gives some extremely descriptive comparisons of what people are like. Um, those last things that we just read, uh, and then he ends with this prophecy of Enoch, um, which beginning in uh, verse fourteen. It was also about these people that Enoch in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord has come with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the ungodly of all their ungodly deeds, which they have done in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him." Then he gives some practical descriptions of who these people are. They're grumblers finding fault, following after their own lust. They speak arrogantly, flattering people for the sake of gaining an advantage. But you, beloved, ought to remember these words that were spoken beforehand. You know, after hearing all the ungodly words, it's just after a while I just kind of get uncomfortable even reading them. You know, it's really nice to run across a "but you, beloved." Um, You know, I it's here that um, remember that we're beloved, and so at this point, I, I look at this last part of this chapter as maybe Jude's direction on how to contend for the faith and there there is an internal and there is an external thing to it in in my opinion so but you do this as a first step these four things building yourselves up on your most holy faith building yourself up on your most holy faith that kind of sounds to me like read the bible Praying in the Holy Spirit, Uh, if you don't know how to pray, then just groan, okay? Verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God. That speaks to us about one thing. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, express it through obedience. It's just that simple. How do you show God that you love him? You follow and you obey. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. There's the hope. As Greg said, the mercy of God, that he would dwell in our midst. Hold on to that. That's how we contend for our own personal faith. And how do we contend for the faith in our culture? As a second step, you do these things, beginning in verse 22, and have mercy on some who are doubting. You know, we're all at different places in our walk. Um, There are places where your faith in an area makes mine look really almost like doubting and vice versa. Uh, And so, that's a time to really show unmerited favor you know mercy on each other help us you know in, the bible says to encourage one another daily and so have mercy on some who are doubting save others verse 23 snatching them out of the fire i think here I, as i've read this in flight well, is that the fact that we saved him with our words and our actions? But, because God really does the saving, but he uses us. He uses us speaking the truth in word, in love, and, and the freedom to serve people in love. And then lastly, on some, have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. You know, there, there are people out there that are... Um, you'll have and I'll have opportunity that the their lifestyle and the way they live um you almost know, it's almost one of those places where angels fear to fear to tread to uh, begin to and, and embrace those people first in a place of prayer and then as the Lord would give opportunity now that's one thing about this COVID thing is we are kind of um closed in um and so a part of the reason for that is, uh, not only the shaking, you know, but also this kind of preparation for when things open up and more, there are more opportunities for you and I to, um, overtly uh, contend for the thing. You know, Jude. after all of this ends with his final encouragement. Now. To him who is able to protect you from stumbling, to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. So be it. You know, um, I think uh, it'd be naive to think that the spotlight's not going, is going to undoubtedly intensify on whomever uh, is a Christian and a believer. And the natural response to any time there's a bright light that turns on your life or um, something you've said or whatever, the, the natural response is find a place to hide. Find something if it's bright to get behind, so it's not so bright. Something to protect you from the glare or the focus or the attention. Um, However, the Lord calls us to be a light, not under a basket for protection, but displayed as image bearers, really to show the right way, the way one's supposed to behave, to be an example of truth, you know, it's challenging um, when you're reviled, um, not to revile in return, but that's what Jesus did. The one who had all authority, the one who was perfect, the one who was sinless, the Bible says when he was reviled, when he was accused, he didn't do the same thing in return, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges righteously. And that's a a challenge. Um, You know, a lot of people think Jesus was a pansy, but he was the man of all men to be able to hold back all the power that he had, uh, to walk in that place of self-control and gentleness, um, trusting God for the end. Um, You know, the Bible says that Vengeance is God and we need to leave it with him. But, you know, I think this year, read the Bible and contend for the faith. I'm, I, am i am going to put that one beside read the Bible. So I I just really encourage us, you know, it's, it's easy to move on, but I think God in his grace and his goodness, um, as we have time to remember the things he says, because every message kind of, prepares us for the next thing he wants to say, and I I really, that's all my heart today is is just to remind us of those things, uh, that we can be uh, up for the task of the next thing, and so um, be ready to share your hope that's within you, develop and improve your prayer life, learn and practice the principles of warfare. you know it's easy to step out of your sphere of influence and rail against the devil. Um, I did that uh, this past, uh, past week, only to be chastised by this same scripture that Michael didn't even d- direct the devil um, directly. And, you know, so I think sometimes we we need to understand some of the principles of warfare, and that's a, that's going to be a next step for us as the church at large. So I just really encourage you. Um, this is our time and we are God's instruments for, for effecting a victory and being an example of, of who he's called us to be. Um, so let's pray. Father, where where would we be without you? We've sung, we've extolled your grace and your goodness, um, our place in you and our songs today. Uh, and now it's, a time to convince ourselves and walk in that truth. Lord, I just really ask that you continue to um, be kind, that you would also be gentle as you correct us. Uh, You would be gentle as you place these opportunities in front of us, Father, that uh, we have little battles before big battles, whether it's as an individual or whether it's as a church, that uh, Lord, we contend, continue to to look to you, Father, uh, that we keep our head above our enemy, that we might see uh, the battle, that we might see it clearly, that we may see also the end. We look to you. We thank you, Father, that you continue to give us your word step by step. We, We desire to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen.
5: Thank you, Preston. I think we need to remember that if we think that we can't contend for the faith or we can't be a decent witness for Jesus, that, you know, God uses flawed people to speak his word because those are the only people he's got. We are all flawed. We all do things we shouldn't do we all don't understand the way we should understand and god knows that because if you look at scripture you don't find anyone that that didn't make mistakes and some of them made great mistakes but they're still a covenant family of god now when they sin they paid greatly for their sin but god did not cast them out because they're his They're his people and they're flawed people and he knows they're flawed people, but he still uses them and he still loves them. I cannot imagine it's beyond me how Jesus could be on the throne next to the father in a heaven that is more glorious than I can even think of how he could possibly say, I'm going to leave. And become a man, and dwell among gross wickedness and sinners in every direction that are not going to listen, that are going to be obstinate, that are going to kill me I mean how could he possibly do that and and beyond other than the fact that he wants to show how much he loves his people and, and so we need to remember that.
3: Thanks,
6: Preston. Mm -hmm. Preston, I want to thank you as well. I think we need very clear cut messages (laughs) that speak the truth Mm -hmm. with the kindness and love of God, and yet with the realities Mm -hmm. that He wants us to embrace.
7: So, Mm -hmm. thank you. And i felt like this was great preparation for our trip to portland <laughs> um where i will be richard and i will be contending <laughs> i'm sure so um would really love it if the church would pray especially from the 9th to the 16th when we're there i want to contend well
0: I think, I think this is the, the thing that it's not a burden. I think it's an awareness for me that um, it's very easy for us as Americans to read the Bible as an individual when huge parts of it are spoken to a community and there's strength in that community. And there's, there's times when you're the point of the era, but there's this whole group of supply lines that are behind you that need to be in that place of prayer, and that it's in the strength of of, of us as a family that sometimes it's your turn to be on the battlefield. But it's there's a there's a comfort and a confidence that not only is God for you, but God is using your family um, in prayer support uh, in either preparation or in the midst of it um, <laughs> to. To help you, uh, because now it's it's your turn. It's your turn to be on the front line, um, and I think t- to me that's a, an area that uh, we, as a church, uh, can can grow and develop in.
7: Thank you. It's a comfort to know that y'all would be praying.
0: And, and some of that's a self discipline, you know. I I hear it. If I don't write it down, I won't do it. I won't remember those dates and I won't, you know, I'm old now and I have to write down things and I get the joy of lining through them when they're done.
4: President, I wanna thank you for how you went back for the last five weeks. Cause I think sometimes we think, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? And He's he's been saying things but we have not taken time to put those individual pieces together to get the message of what he's saying to us. Mm -hmm. It's just like in scripture when he would say, remember, remember, well, why would he do that? It's because we forget or life moves on. And we may think of a little snatch, but then when we see this quilt that's been woven together, uh, that's, that's really, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So thank you for doing that. The Lord has been speaking. The Lord is speaking. And now this, he's spoken for what is the next step for us, not just individually, but as a body. So thank you for helping us remember to remember <laughs> and, and to put those pieces together. That, that was excellently done. and And thank you all for those messages that you've given us in this part of what the Lord's saying. Uh it's just really precious.
1: If you if you look at Joe uh Jude one twenty, you know, when, when you gave that list of um these, these these ways of disciplines, um you could almost find the messages that you referenced in one each one of those lines, right? So um Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Well, to me, that's that's studying the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, that's the three groanings. Mm-hmm. Um, keep yourself in love of God. Well, that's that's Greg's message. Do yeah. not let your heart be troubled. Um, and then so forth and so on. I mean, you could you could find what Randy said with 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 walk, sit, and stand. And, and then your message this morning. It it comes down to: Are you going to believe the warnings? Or are you going to reject them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So why would someone believe the warnings when they're light, they're, they see so much in the world that tells them some, the exact opposite? Well, it's, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that he's begun within us. It's that we've, we recognize the mercy and the grace of God in our lives. And we understand that we owe him our very selves, and we we've seen the warnings that he gives, and we we've, we've read the about the mighty works that he did to show that he spoke the truth, and we we see the changed lives around us, and we see the the preservation of the scriptures throughout all the ages, and uh, we see the fulfilled prophecies, and suddenly our our hearts and souls are convinced that these words are true. And once our souls are convinced that these words are true, the light comes on. And we can see, we can see why this is sin. Yeah, we can see about scoffing and following ungodly passions and sinful desires and loudmouth boasters. We can see why those are offensive to God and why he judges those things. But the, the beauty of it is uh, verse 24 now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy so that's roger's message we're going to see him we're going to see it. to the only god our savior through jesus christ our lord be glory majesty dominion and authority before all time and for now and forever we need to memorize jude 124 124 mm-hmm. Yeah, Julie's helping me out here. Jude, so maybe that could be a verse next time, Carl. I don't know whether it's on your list or not, but
5: <laughs> we
1: can add that to the
5: list. I can add
7: it. <laughs> yeah, add that
1: to the
5: list because we all still have a sin nature. I think it behooves us to remember that phrase that's been said a lot of time: that sin always promises more than it delivers and always cost more than we can imagine.
2: Something happened recently to a believer that I know that um, has really brought great shame to him. And it's caused me to think about the past week about people I've known in my life who started out strong for the Lord and then fell away. So that line in 24, and out of him who is able to keep you from stumbling, just I've been conscious this week about the keeping grace of God. And it's, you know, there's an obligation on my part to want to be in him and to abide in his word and to press on. But it's the grace of God that keeps us in that place. And I'm just so thankful for his mercy uh, today. I would hate to be someone to quote a movie line he could have been a contender <laughs> you know i want to be a contender
3: mm, me too
5: contender. Uh, what scripture was that randy <laughs> the contender
2: <laughs> first brando i think it was
5: <laughs> well that sort of reminds me of a um a t-shirt i saw that i need to order for myself it says when this virus is over i still want some people to stay away from me
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, the, Richard, Matt, Richard. That, <laughs> the verse
7: the verse for next week is is um and from Romans 12, which goes right along with the Jude one.
1: Okay, well, good, good.
7: So anyway. We can
1: we can memorize both of them.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Preston, I do have one more song, if you feel it's appropriate to share one more song.
0: Mm-hmm. Or we can uh, I, I gave you a mouthful, so yeah, I think it might be good to end on a song. Okay. <laughs> All right, hang on, folks.
1: Throne of God above, have a strong, a perfect plea, a great High Priest whose name is Love, who ever lives and feeds for me. My name is Raven on His hand. My name is written man on
3: his heart, I know that while in heaven he's dead, no thought can make me dance before. No can bid me
2: tempts me to despair
1: and tells me of the guilt within upward I look and see him there laid out in the of my sin because the sinless Savior died my sinful soul I
3: just, gracious, saddest ride Brookes
1: on him far and free Brookes on far and him there, thus present lamb my perfect spotless righteousness, the great unchanged unchangeable I am, the King of glory and
3: of grace. One with himself I cannot die, my soul is purchased by his blood, my life is in Christ, my God, Christ my, my God, Christ my Savior, and my God, Christ, my Savior, and my God, one with himself, so I cannot die, my soul is God, my God, I, Christ, my
1: Savior and my God, Christ, my Savior and my God.
3: Lord, that is
1: our hope's, our heart's desire It will be found in you. Lord, we we believe these words that Jude, the, the brother of Jesus, wrote.
3: The warnings he gave
1: to trust you and to contend for faith. Help us to believe it, Lord. Help us believe every warning. Help us to believe, Lord, in your indictment against every sin. Help us recognize, Lord, that it's by your grace that we we try to live apart from sin. We try to live for you. Lord, we ask your spirit to come now and help our groanings and our prayers, Lord, to contend for faith. Lord, help us to find mercy to help in time of need. Lord, let us snatch those from the fire. Lord, we lift up Carla to you and her, her heart's desire, Lord. She travels to Portland. Lord, may she be a, a bright light, Lord. And Lord, may you attract others to her faith, to Paul Richard's faith. And Lord, let there be grace extended and mercy, Lord, you... you In mercy, we're to snatch those from the fire. In mercy, not belligerently or condemningly. Lord, that is not our place. Our place, Lord, is to invite people to receive your grace and your truth. Lord, our our purpose is to express our confidence in your mercy and your compassion and your gentleness if those would continue in your kindness and to warn them Father if they reject your kindness what awaits them so Lord we ask you to to do what only you can do and yet give us the faith to believe that we can be a part of what you're doing thank you God Lord thank you for The message of truth we have to contend for our faith, to build up our faith and to remind us, Lord, what can we do to build up our faith? But to hear the words that give us faith.
3: Thank you, Father.
1: And we give you all the praise. All that is within us, Lord, praise your holy name. Jesus, we thank you. Amen. I just feel like there's another prayer or two out there. So if someone else would like to add another prayer before we, we turn to Mary, uh, please unmute your microphone and uh That pray Paul and If you would open
3: it
6: dear I pray you would give them faith to believe it. And that they would be able to turn their eyes off the world and the world the of the and the culture and the And that you would bring to their mind remembrance of all they learned of you. And I pray for Richard and Carla as they go to... You You give them the word in the moment, Lord. And that they would have strength over the fears of what might happen And, Father, we just ask that you would orchestrate conversations, that you would go before them, and that you would give them the quickening of the Holy Spirit to know now is the time to answer that, or now is the time to be quiet, or now is the time to bring up the subject. But, Father, I pray that most of all, that Paul and Diana would feel your love, that they would know that Richard and Carl Deeply love you and deeply love them, and so, Father, we pray sort of with excitement that you've yes. made this plan available, yes, God. For we should be calling the poor to their grandfather and to their son and daughter in law. We just, Lord, ask you to do greater merit
7: Thank you, Julie. Thank you very much for that prayer.
1: Yeah, I have one more prayer before we go to Eva. So um, Lord, we lift up Wendy's uh, brother and sister-in-law as they battle COVID. Yes. We We ask for you to give them, help them to breathe, help their immune system, Lord, to react as you designed it, Lord. Give them strength, Lord God. Um, and we pray that those, that those who would care for them might be able to uh, comfort them and encourage them. But we ask you to do your mighty work, Lord, of healing. We thank you, Lord God, that, that we can bring every need to you and that you will hear every need. Make this prayer perfect by the time it reaches your ears, Lord God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: We keep talking about light, and the thought that keeps coming to my mind is that light makes no sound.
5: You're telling us to be quiet?
1: (laughs) Well, light is something that you observe. I think that's the point. Mm.
5: Yeah,
1: you can't see without light. (laughs) Sure.
5: Okay, Eva. How are you doing?
8: Hi, everyone. I I'm doing well. Thank you. But if also I can, I would like to pray for my mom. She has she will be had surgery on Tuesday, and that will be great if
1: okay. if you join
3: to
5: me hey, in we'll my prayer. You need the prayer,
1: Evan. Okay.
8: Uh, um, I don't know what to say. I <laughs> I just wish that Jesus embraced, embraced my mother and and he led her. He led the doctor with everything and 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 will be with, with her for all the time. That she will be safe. Give her Eva,
9: I'd like to join you in praying for your mother. What exactly is happening? I don't
8: understand yet. Um, uh, they find that uh, she had a cancer, breast cancer, and on Tuesday, um, this Tuesday, um, t- tomorrow she goes they to They do the-
9: surgery for that? Yeah.
8: Yes. Okay.
9: Yeah. But- Let me join you in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that the healer be present with her, that his presence begin to permeate her body, permeate the very tissues of her body, that cancer cells would die in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that the presence and the love of God would surround her, that she would have an experience with God that is changing and restoring and healing to her. I pray that she would know you as her deliverer and her healer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
3: Amen. Amen.
8: Thank you very much. Eva, I want to pray for you. Dear Jesus, give peace to Eva, because you will love her, you love her family, her mom. Please give you peace, that she can rest in you. Please uh, give her good thoughts and um, focus on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Karim.
0: Thank you, all of you. Uh, Bill, let, let me return to Mike's comment here for just a second. Um, Mike maybe kind of refers to, uh, this is not a Bible thing, but it's a saying that was attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, but they're not really sure he did it. Um, at all times, share the gospel in the necessary words, maybe? Were you thinking along those lines? Um, sometimes we say, um, um, you know, show people that you care, and then you can speak into their lives. So um, the gospel has to be communicated with words, but maybe the platform begins with first with sharing, with caring. So just a suggestion.
4: Mm-hmm. And, Mike, it made me think of when we were in China, um, we were not able to speak words because it would have put um, the people that we were with perhaps in great danger. And so we weren't able to speak openly about Jesus. And, And as we prayed, we realized he was sending us there as light and darkness can't put out light. And as a result of going there and realizing that wasn't what we were doing, that's who we were, that's who we were being. And out of that, like Preston said, the Lord did give us some opportunities that that were safe and we had opportunity to, to speak, but it was as a result of not initially making sound that we could see, but making a difference because of being light and bringing light into those situations. And it made a profound impact on me. And I think Carla and Richard, you all are going as vessels of light and uh, trusting that the Lord will give you opportunities then to to break into the airwaves (laughs) with sound, uh, to be able to speak to all three of those. God's given you Paul Mm -hmm. as a gift, as a son. And now he's given you Adriana as a a daughter in love and he's given you a grandbaby and so as you are light that the lord would open the door up to then be able to share and speak truth and in, in love
10: yeah
7: there was a conversation that we had at a coffee shop that it was a battle yeah that needs to be addressed and it has to be addressed with words i'm sure (laughs) so um yes i want to bring light and service and love and all of that but um, but that conversation really needs to be revisited um and it was had to do with jesus being the way the truth and the life and the exclusivity of christianity and um it was the first time Adriana understood that she could accept my faith, but I, I couldn't accept her, hers because of the exclusivity of Christianity. So that needs to be cleared up <laughs> or it needs to be talked about some more. So. So yeah, I'm sure there'll be words. And, and and she, Adriana really wanted to talk more then, but there wasn't an opportunity. So that was about a year ago.
1: So you said the 7th through the 12th?
7: Uh, we'll be in Portland the 9th to the 16th. 9th to 16th, okay. hmm and we'll be with Steve and Michelle who are grieving um, the loss of their friend. Right. In, yeah. in the first week.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Mary, okay. what would you like to share with us today?
4: I would, I would like to remind everybody that Penny is gonna have a group of friends praying with her at what from like two to three, is that right? Uh, so she's encouraged us to during that time Pray with them and believe for her brother, Nick, to have increased energy, increased red blood cells, and um, an ability to overcome this dehydration. Okay, today, as we have mentioned, is our dear Pat's birthday, and she's gone off screen right now. Bill, I appreciated the words that you said about, about Pat uh, earlier and I would like for somebody to pray for her if she returns back on the screen <laughs> and if not um, there she oh, is there she is okay all right well we will we will pray for her in a minute um, for those of y'all who know Lynn Haft her birthday is tomorrow Sunglock's birthday is Tuesday if anyone would like to send him a text and wish him a happy birthday but remembering that Tuesday comes about 13 hours or 13 or 14, I can't remember, um, for them before it does us. So if you're gonna wish him a happy birthday, it would probably need to be tomorrow for his Tuesday birthday. Then the Durham family either has celebrated or will celebrate Rory's birthday. What is his number? Four, five, five, seven? no way wow
10: wow seven and they had a party for her last night wow seven yeah
4: and um christina Christina, i see that y'all are on christina and slava archibald's sixth birthday is friday is archie around uh, I can, I can ask him to go. <laughs> yeah, ask, ask him to come in and we will sing happy birthday to him before we pray for that. And then okay. Yun Ping, uh, who also is Monica, her birthday is, is on Friday as well. And then on Saturday, we have the Crosswave outreach. Some of you have already responded and said that you want to contribute some groceries. And we do appreciate that. Please pray for the weather. I've noticed that it was 50% chance rain, 60% chance rain. And for our outdoor projects, like over at Grace's Yard, and a yard down in Archer's Lodge, um, we really need it not to be raining. There's other projects we can do in the rain. Oh, you. Hey, Archibald. Hello, Archie. Hey. <laughs> okay. Archie, Archie, there, there's his head. <laughs> okay. If we can all unmute and sing for Archie, and then Lisa, I'm going to ask if you would, after that, pray for for Pat. <laughs> Ready, how Archie? Old, how old is Archie? Six. He will be six. Is that right? Uh, I default. I default. He will be five, oh,
8: five. on February
3: 6th five.
4: Okay, uh, five five. Five, on the six. Okay. five All right, okay. he will be five yeah. <laughs> Okay,
3: everybody ready? Happy birthday Happy
4: birthday
3: Happy, Happy birthday to birthday, birthday, birthday. Birthday. Birthday, you all. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome that you're now five, 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 five and Pat is not going to be five. She's going to be a few years older than that. Um, But uh, we want to rejoice and celebrate you today, Pat. So Lisa, if you would pray for
10: for Pat. Lord Jesus, thank you for Pat. Um, What a blessing she is to our fellowship, to my life um, over the years, How many times um, her walk with you has just been such a testimony um, of what you've done in her life. and Father, how you use her so faithfully in ministry in so many ways. So I just pray um, a special blessing over her today and in this coming year. Father, she hungers for more of you. I pray that you would... Bring great satisfaction to her. Father, I pray that she would know you in deeper ways, that she would walk out, Father, in new areas of ministry um, in the power of your spirit, Lord. We just pray that you would continue to bless hers and um, Greg's relationship and her time with Anastasia. Lord, I just pray a blessing on that entire family thank you for your love for her and for just all that you have done in her life and how it impacts our fellowship Lord Jesus um, just blessings on her today in your precious name Lord we ask these things Amen. amen
3: amen
6: amen happy birthday Pat do you want us to sing for you so Pat would prayer
3: sing for you later.
6: Happy birthday, Pat. Thank Happy
1: birthday. You Thank so
7: you so much. <laughs> I have one
6: announcement. Julie
1: has an announcement.
6: On several of us, women were talking about how we could met, bless Amanda since her baby is due around March 12th. So we sent out an email last night that we'll have a zoom party. Well, zoom prayer and share we asked Amanda what she would like and she said she would really like encouragement and prayer more than anything and so next Sunday afternoon if you're available and I asked her do you want this to be just the women or would you like to include the men and she said Bianni needs the men let's do both and <laughs> so if we can have if anybody would pray this week and ask God for scriptures or words of encouragement and uh, yesterday her sister had a shower for her that was almost all family she said and it was um they gave her lots of parenting advice so i don't know if she wants more parenting advice but anyway whatever you feel that god would give you to encourage amanda and vianney as they prepare for their baby to come into the home so
1: the baby's yeah. living six weeks yeah and she's a little <laughs> bit concerned that baby may come early. So, um, What anyway. time did you say it was? Next yeah. Sunday, 3
3: to
6: 4.30. There's an email, and Bill set up a Zoom link.
1: Actually, I extended the meeting time for our church service from 10.45 um, to 5 p.m.,
4: I think. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. It'll be the same link as church.
4: Yarn. And
1: that probably includes dinner
4: on the grounds.
1: Yeah. Dinner (laughs) on the grounds if anybody wants to handle that, that'd be great.
4: (laughs) Everybody'll handle handle it on their own ground.
6: (laughs) We do have a a praise report also. thank you for me. It's been praying for my mom. She we I got her and brought her over here maybe two. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and she had fallen three times in one weekend, had EMS three times, and so she was just so weak, she could hardly walk with a walker, and um, by this by the, this past Sunday, I took her back. She was able to walk down the steps and out around in the backyard with her just her cane. Um, mm. She's been in <laughs> physical therapy every day. I was taking her back and forth, but now she's back over there, and we're trying this again, but Wednesday, she will be able to get her... First dose of the vaccine and we're so glad about that so thank you for your prayers
10: that's great julie glad to hear that
7: for the update
10: y'all grace and i are going to have to go we're going to go to
6: our prayer meeting but thank you all for praying for us um appreciate y'all love y'all
3: bye-bye love you Grace. love you all
5: just to let you know my birthday is in may if you want to begin getting prepared. <laughs> I'm go to the zoom meeting for you, Greg. Oh,
1: would you like Let's go ahead and sing birthday now and get it over with? <laughs> hey, Greg, what what do you need for birth- your birthday?
5: Oh, the list is endless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can Fair make case. a list. Make a list on Amazon.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'll all be that, books.
1: You know, just you just you wants just, books. Just
8: give him lots of sense. <laughs>
2: I think he still wants a doormat that says "Go Away."
1: (laughs) Probably, you can probably find one at Etsy somewhere. That
4: would be perfect. I don't think he's given up on the motorcycle either. Yeah. Yes,
7: he has. He gave up on the. Oh.
10: (laughs) (laughs) Carla, has there been an update on the um, dental drill? In peru um yes
7: yeah, so uh, dr rubin went to the airport um with all of the papers that he needed to get the dental the equipment out and it is being held in the SUNAT, which is like the part that deals with taxes in the airport and um, that's where it's being held so he he went there and inquired and there was nobody there from the SUNAT for him to connect with right jonathan did you talk to him um,
2: he hasn't he hasn't replied i asked him on i guess okay. he's busy
5: so he hasn't i asked him how did the how did it go because he told me that he was going to go on friday yeah um, so, he
7: hasn't so he did go and um and then lisa uh littler was talking with the Peruvian embassy and they gave us a new phone number. Um, But Peru is on um, very strict lockdown as of today. Today is the first day. So we were concerned that if he didn't get it, it was gonna be maybe another two weeks before he could even try again. Um, But it's possible the airport is running normally except for some incoming flights from Europe and somewhere else. Brazil or somewhere, but um, anyway, so he still may be able to go, but I don't know how that'll work with the lockdown, so he'll have to get a special permission or something to be able to go get it, but uh, it's still in process. It's been a battle, so I keep praying. <laughs> the it progress still- has been made. We're making progress. We are making progress, so I just you
1: know,
10: hope that it's safe where
2: it is.
1: Thank you. I got one last thing to say. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever, amen, 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 amen. Read your Bibles. Yeah. Thanks again, Preston. Thank
4: you for that encouragement,
7: right, Thank
1: you guys. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Good afternoon. Bye. Thank Bye, John. Bye, everyone. everyone. See you this Bye, morning. God. See you.
3: Bye. Have Bye. a great weekend. Bye,
1: Christina. Bye. Good to see you. Bye, Eva. Bye, Bye, Bye Eva. 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 Bye, Eva. Bye, Eva. Bye, Sandy.
3: Bye, everyone. Bye bye. Sandy.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye. Five,
1: four, three, here two, one. <laughs>